Podcast Network Asia. I had um uh, angry sex with my ex, and he had gonorrhea. Let's talk about sex. Oh yes, love, relationships, and mental health. The Sexy Minds Podcast, hosted by the Philippines' all-time bachelor, DJ Tony Tony, and the country's sex therapist, Dr. Rika Cruz, powered by Podcast Network Asia. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Sexy Minds Podcast, powered by Pod Machine. My name is Tony Tony. And this is Doc Rika, and together we will be talking about anything and everything sex-related. Trust me, we can handle it. And if you're starting a podcast or already have one up and you want to monetize it and uh, get rid of the nitty-gritty stuff of post-production, check out Pod Machine, all right? And uh, they will help you out uh, simplify your podcast. Don't forget, you can add us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. So it's uh, The Sexy Minds. Uh, that's basically uh, the keyword. And you can also listen to us on Anchor, Podcast, Radio Republic, and here, Spotify. All right, tonight's guest is something a bit different. We're gonna go a little more, I guess, uh, not too serious, but something that requires a lot of focus because uh, we have a doctor, Doc. Mm, nice. Yes. And, and I've um, always wanted to guest uh, someone who has expertise on different matters here, Tony. Yeah. And, and this is not just any doctor. And he won't be talking about his sex life. He'll be actually teaching us and educating us on the importance of uh, this wonderful venue and this clinic that he has set up. Uh, it's called Pulse Clinic. It's in Makati and it's one of a kind in the Philippines only because it, it curates or it's curated and caters to people who want to get tested for STIs or uh, HIV people living with HIV or AIDS. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a more of a, I guess, uh, a safe space, what you call. And, but we'll get to know more about Doc and, and about Pulse. So uh, Doc, Dean, uh, as they call him, uh, thank you for uh, joining us and uh, doing this interview. Hello, hello. Uh, good evening, everyone. It's my pleasure. Uh, yeah, I'll be more than happy to be able to talk about anything about the clinic. And if people have questions, I'd be more than happy to answer them as best as I can. Thank you for the opportunity as well. Um, and I crossed paths with him, Dr. Rika. Without telling him who I was, I came into the clinic wanting to get tested. It, it's been a while for me. You know, I took a sabbatical. Uh, I was abstaining only because of COVID protocols. And now we got monkeypox. Um, so I said, why not I get tested since things are opening up? Cause before for the past two years, we couldn't get tested. So I wanted to get any more of an extensive test. Cause usually we get the, the HIV, the, the antigen test, right? We get prick. Yeah. Um, and then in a few minutes we find out if we have HIV, uh, or not. And, uh, that was a very, very short process. Uh, but Dean, uh, doc, please tell us what the clinic is all about before we get into the actual services. All right, of course. Uh, so we have this clinic called uh, Pulse Clinic Manila, and it's located in Makati, as was mentioned. 
And I guess the brain baby of how it started first was uh, we originally wanted to be able to cater to the LGBTQ uh, community. Um, we know there are a lot of like NGOs out there that work uh, with the LGBTQ and about sexual health, but there wasn't really a private option that people could go to that we were able to easily find. So uh, our focus was, of course, like um, STDs and um, HIV. But what I kind of discovered since opening in April is that uh, this need for a place uh, for sexual health is not just limited to the LGBTQ community. I have so many patients, um, heterosexual patients, uh, male, female, who who have gone to the clinic and they told me, Doc, we are so happy that you opened because we really had no place to go before uh, we, you guys. Well, we found you. What we aim to do with um, Pauls is to provide people with a safe and comfortable venue to be able to meet their sexual health needs. We want to be able to give the highest quality care and we really just want to make people be at ease because in, uh, at the end of the day, it's just sex, it's just health, and it's all important. So uh, you don't need to be embarrassed and we want to make that process as painless and even enjoyable as possible for our patients. And uh, yeah, DJ Tony was able to go there. And when the clinic actually doesn't look like a clinic, there's no intimidating, uh, hyper-sterile environment. It's actually, we try to make it um, pretty nice if you go and visit. It's like a a very fancy uh, hotel when you enter the lobby uh, as soon as you come in. And then it also has this very... It's it's got a stained glass um, backdrop, like uh, when you're facing the reception area. So it's like you know the stained glasses in churches, Doc. Um, yeah. So I was like going I was, church. I was going to pray for my dear life, <laughs> um, but it does set the mood that it's very easygoing, very lax. It's not too hardcore clinic. Very, you know, uh, white walls where it, it's it's stiff. You know what I mean. Um, and then the receptionist was, well, both of them were very, very uh, hospitable and kind. And and uh, what I liked was is it, it it was seamless. Like there was hardly there was hardly anyone there. It was a good time that I came in, I guess. Um, and um, they make everyone feel comfortable. Uh, but Doc, how hard is it for those that? Uh, have never gone to Pulse as compared to hospitals and other clinics. What's what? What was the difference that you saw or what you've heard? Uh, because some people have never gotten tested, so they don't know the the actual space from from your clinic to other clinics. What were the some of the issues with the other clinics? Um, okay, so uh, I guess I'll I can answer that question best by uh, repeating what I've heard. Um, the anecdotes from my patients. Okay. So I guess, first of all, um, there are lots of NGOs out there that provide um, free testing for STDs and stuff like that. But the nature of NGOs are they're meant to cater to people who need a little bit more help and stuff like that. So for people who belong to like the upper, um, like the upper middle class and above, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really the best place for you or the most comfortable place to um, go to an NGO. And of course, there's all of the wait times um, and it, the awkwardness. You just want to go in and out. But it's not 
that easy to be able to do that in those settings. So people end up just not going. Uh, same on the opposite end in like big hospitals. My patients have actually told me as well that from the receptionist level already, they're shy because receptionists aren't really trained in the same way that health professionals are trained. So even bringing up the uh, the fact that you need to have an STD check, um, you can't help but uh, maybe feel uh, that you're judged uh, by the rest, uh, by the front of desk or stuff like that. Or even in big hospitals, you know how you always have to wait on those long benches in big hospitals. <laughs> so you kind of get embarrassed with the people around you wondering, do they know that I'm going to get checked for an STD and things like that? So those are the main barriers. A lot of social issues and embarrassment issues that prevent Filipinos from seeking sexual uh, health. And uh, it's a bit sad because uh, it still does affect people's lives. So I think that's what makes our clinic um, very different. Um, what sets us apart is the fact that, first, we really laid out there that we are a sexual health clinic. So um, you know what you're getting into when you go there. And when you do wait, uh, we try to schedule people as best so that there are no overlaps. But sometimes when there are walk-ins, at least you don't feel embarrassed because you know that the people around you are in there for the same thing. And we really just try to, of course, confidentially, confidentiality is still very important. So we give that um, prime care and make sure that we give that to everyone. But we also try to keep it light and um, make it seem, make it like you don't have to be ashamed that you're going there. Because uh, some of my patients have also mentioned that when they go have STD checkups in other institutions or wherever, they kind of feel like they're doing something wrong, uh, like they did something bad and they have to hide it. So we really want to turn that around and make everybody feel comfortable in the clinic. So that's I think that's the best um, part that sets us apart. Yeah, I think also is... a. You know, is uh, you really feel that uh, it's not just uh, you're going in there just to get tested. And uh, Doc was very uh, accommodating, hospitable. Um, luckily, he didn't know who I was when I entered. <laughs> he had no clue, Doc Rika. So I was like, oh shit, oh shit. Um, but do you have Class A? Or, oh, I don't want to Class A, but affluent uh, celebrity. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, people uh, uh, of of you know of higher designations uh, coming into into the the new clinic. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and for for them, actually, I had another patient uh, who told me that when he was so happy that we opened because his other option prior to our clinic opening was that he would constantly fly to Thailand just to get his sexual health um, concerns met so um yeah that's something that people apparently uh, do because the system here apparently is not that conducive for or not that comfortable for them mm -hmm. so yeah and uh, of course confidentiality is a key uh we try um we keep everything um as close to chest as possible and yeah, uh, I think in terms of what the clinic looks like, the decor and the ambience we're going for, it's really trying to cater on that sector of 
the market, which was until recently when we opened, was an untapped sector in terms of health, I feel. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with that. Uh, just by looking at it, when you enter, you know that medyo, oh, wow, ano to? Uh, A little bougie. <laughs> yes, very bougie, very upscale uh, clinic for something that a lot of people overlook and uh, you know with the rising cases obviously in Southeast Asia more so in the Philippines I think we need something like this also to normalize the the conversation of, of getting tested I mean look at with COVID we never complain with antigen test or PCR test uh, because it's been two years we kind of like normalized it so much where before an event test na tayo muna or, or house party, test muna tayo. You know, I wish we would do that before having sex. That would be like ultimate, you know, the goal of all of us. You know, that way we weed out who's got an illness, who's got an STI, or who's got HIV, who's living with HIV. So um, what are the services offered? You mentioned how you make it more conducive to, to getting tested. But what are some of the services that you have uh, that others don't know about? Okay. Um, so originally when I mentioned that our clinic was uh, meant to be like a, for the LGBT, so a lot of LGBT on top of their sexual health concerns have corresponding uh, mental health concerns. It just comes with the territory because uh, growing up LGBT is not the easiest thing. And for example, for my trans patients, they have um, for dys their dysphoria. Or even getting HIV, for example, is a big, scary thing. So I am a certified counselor. So corresponding to the sexual health, we do have services for mental health to be able to supplement that. And I thought that was very important to include there because that's an, another entirely different sector of um, that has society has a stigma for. But aside from... Testing for STDs, where we use uh, all the most advanced technologies available at our hands. We try to keep on top of technology. We also treat STDs easy yeah. enough. For example, if you have the run-of-the-mill TULO uh, and you just need a shot of ceftriaxone, instead of going to an ER, because not a lot of clinics do carry it, you have to usually go to an ER. So you can just go to the clinic, we can give you the shot, in, out, you're good. Uh, we also give um, PEP and PrEP. We also provide PEP and PrEP. So for people who aren't familiar, those are medications for HIV. PrEP is something that people can take now. If you have a lot of casual sex, uh, a lot of risky behavior, there's this medication that's available called PrEP. And if you take it every day, it kind of gives you like this shield for HIV. So even though you don't ha use a condom, you kind of have that next layer of protection, but it protects you from just HIV. The other STDs, you're still vulnerable. Um, oh, wow. How much is that yeah. for, Doc? I think, uh, <laughs> sorry, my nurse is the one is on top of all the pricing. But okay. If I remember correctly, I think it's one to a bottle, but if you buy three bottles, it's four or five. I think that's the price for prep that we have. Uh, and alternative, how will it last? Uh, yeah. Ah, that's a month. Like one bottle is a month. Ay, grabe. Ano yan? Yeah. One week lang yan kay Doc. <laughs> yeah, no, ubus <laughs> Yeah. 
Ubusin ko lahat one night lang, no? No, no. No, you actually you just yeah, you just have to take one pill a day. Mm-hmm. And then uh and so you just kind of like maintenance and then after let's say uh the study show 20 days after 20 days you kind of have that permanent shield on your body against HIV. And then you just take it to keep on maintaining that. So that's yeah. I didn't know this, doc. I thought it was it was just a preventive during the during sex. I didn't know that it actually carry on even when you're not. Yeah, happy. you have to take it every day. It's like yeah. taking um uh, birth control. It's like yeah. birth control pills, right? Yeah, like, Some, yeah. Yes. exactly. Yes. So, yeah. Does it so, does it give mood swings? Is there any like minor side effects like my oh, yeah. uh, uh, pimples. Yeah, all, all drugs have minor side effects, of course. Um, for pep and uh, for prep, what I um, there's some nausea and headache as your body gets used to it first. Mm-hmm. The one that's consistent amongst my patients, though, who have taken it, they mention vivid dreams, and uh, the studies report the same thing. Vivid dreams is a side effect that's talked about, um, but otherwise, it's pretty safe. Uh, when you are on prep, though, we also encourage you to get checked every uh, six months because when I prescribe prep, I usually get a baseline of a person's kidney functions, their liver functions, and their overall health. Uh-huh. And uh, before I prescribe, when I say, "Yeah, you're a good candidate," and I follow like guidelines presented by the DOH and things like that from the other uh, clinics, mm-hmm. and when you're a good candidate, I'm like, "Okay, here, uh, here's your medication, here's your prescription." It lasts for six months. You can, and after six months, just touch base with me, and I make sure that everything's okay. And if everything's okay, then you can just go continue. Right? A lot of people condoms. Dapat prep talaga. Exactly. Yeah. If, but mm-hmm. yeah, condoms of course are still very, very much encouraged, very useful. It's just that. As much as I want people to use condoms, I can talk to my patients all day long, but some of them really don't prefer it. So yeah, how many, giving, what, what's the percentage that? out of, let, let's say, 100 patients, male, female, uh, how many don't use condoms? 80%? Oh, wow. Uh, 50%? 90%? A little bit. That's a little bit difficult for me to answer because it's really an individualistic story. Like, some of my patients like are really gung ho about using a condom. Very okay. Actually, um, like very scared when they don't use it. Yeah. Uh, but some of my patients really just don't want to use it. So prep was a good thing to introduce because it gave them an alternative. But um, yeah, to give a number, I don't know, maybe like sixty percent don't use condoms. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So aside from uh, prep, what are some other services that you offer? You said that aside from the you have the HIV, you have different levels to test, right? You have the piece. You have the swab. Is it? Uh, okay. Uh, no. For for HIV, there's of course the rapid tests. Okay. And the um, but what we we don't do rapid tests in the clinic for now. Okay. Because we weren't really that confident with the rapid tests available out there on the Philippine market. Okay. Some of them were China-made and we were scared that it would give false results. So okay. we're sticking to an antigen-antibody 
blood test that does take 24 hours, but it's very reliable. However, the demand for the rapid test has uh, been constantly there since we opened. So I try like to listen to my patients, ask what they need. And I understand the inconvenience of having to come back to pick up your test because Philippine law uh, prevents me from opening HIV tests, actually. Um, my patients have to come over and we have to open it together. That's the law that we have. So we are working. We're actually, we might get some next month fourth generation rapid tests for HIV. And so looks like maybe next month we'll expand our services to be able to include those to make them more convenient for our patients. Hi besties, this is Mitch B and I have a podcast called Cyber Crush. This is a podcast where we discuss love, friendship, family, career, and anything else about being a teenager stuck in this pandemic. So stick with me, you guys. See you every Tuesday and Fridays to Cyber Crush, powered by Anchor, only on Spotify. Yeah, is the rapid test much cheaper than the, than the blood? I think it would be a little bit cheaper, but yeah, we haven't done the pricing on it yet, but I think it's going to be like maybe a little bit cheaper. Okay. Yeah. I had gone through it, Doc Rika. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's nothing new for me, but uh, it was seamless. Obviously what I like the convenience of going next door, they have a blood, um, they have actually a, a clinic, another clinic next door that draws your blood uh very quick and 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 efficient and uh yeah i got my results in a couple in the next 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 day so well it was going to a weekend so i got my results on monday if i'm not mistaken and um you know there's a little scare sometimes when you don't when obviously the beauty of 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 doc dean and, and pulse was i i asked if i could do a telemedicine uh because i he didn't have time to run to work and be at the clinic so he gave me the option to go online and he opened the envelope in front of me, you know, and, um, uh, yes, non <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to you. But I guess what I want to know is that um, we're talking about HIV and also sex, um, STI, STD testing, right? But yeah. we were talking about, um, contraception, con- contraceptives a while ago. And do you, does the clinic offer these services too? Because I do have a lot of friends who are looking for, example, like IUDs or implants, you know, and these are for fem- females. Um, With regards to contraception, yeah, I think we're still in the process of evolving. Because like I mentioned, um, it, it came as a little surprise to us that not just the LGBT community would be so interested. So we have a lot of female patients coming in. And uh, I've had to actually brush up and expand on my base knowledge on regards to how to um, cater to female patients. But of course, part of being a good doctor is recognizing where your, your limitations are. So the best thing I was able to do was connect to my mm-hmm. uh, classmates, my upperclassmen who are like legit. A grade OBs nowadays. And I have managed to create a pretty good referral system that has 
mapped out all the way from Bulacan to, to Cavite because ah. I I have this I was lucky enough to That's awesome. Yeah, to train yeah, in Medical yeah. City and have like the best um residents teach me and the best doctor. So I was able to tap onto this. So yeah, um for in terms of those whenever my female patients do have concerns such as contraception, IUDs, things like that that I can't provide myself at my clinic. I make sure that I just say, sorry, I can't help you today. Find someone else. Uh, I do try to connect them to other doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we try to make a network. And yeah, I do have a lot of doctors that I can refer to. Excellent doctors uh, that I can refer to. Very good friends of mine. Uh, not just OB, but also in terms of dermatology or like wart removals and things like that. Like if it's pretty serious and it needs like surgical intervention, I usually refer them to my friends who um, can do that procedure. What we can give in the clinic though, uh, we got um, HPV vaccines uh, because mm, that okay. is something that, very, important very too. important. Yes. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a candidate, Doc. Doc Rika. <laughs> yeah. You have HPV, you haven't had your HPV? No, because in Canada, they don't give it to gentlemen. Apparently in Canada, um, it's just for women. Uh, When I asked for it, uh, I wasn't a candidate. So I know that some countries do give it to to gentlemen. And and the Mm -hmm. clinic that I went to, obviously, it was just one of those corner clinics. And um, they said, I'm not a candidate. It's it's first for women. And you have to get your doctor to clear you to, to get it. And so uh, coming here, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised uh, that Doc was offering it to, to, to men and to boys. And I was like, yeah, game. I mean, one of the, you know, things that painful things is for women to get it and, and not bear children or, or have internal major conflict in, you know, with, with their, with their reproductive system. So I think more guys should get it. You know, and be more mindful uh, if they are having sex, casual sex. Yeah, and I, I think it's not just uh, men. You know, um, children do no, not really children, but like um, young adolescents. Mm. If I'm if um uh, if I'm not mistaken, doc, it's right, nine years old, right? Nine or eleven years old, you sh- you're okay to have your HPV shots. That's like, usually yeah. eleven. Eleven at that. Yeah, eleven. Nine. That's for females. So that's usually mm-hmm. what we encourage for females to get at nine. You can already get your HPV shot. But people who don't get that, we advise like as soon as you're sexually active, you can get it. Um, the thing is, almost all cervical cancer cases are caused by HPV. So it's really something that women are encouraged to get for their protection men are not as prone to it but what we are seeing now is that um, men especially um gay men uh are actually getting more cases of hpv and hpv related cancers and the thing is um traditionally because hpv is uh, a disease that women get OBs were the ones who carried the vaccine, the HPV vaccine. Mm. They were the ones who who would buy it, would stock it, and then would provide it. So now we're at a time where a lot of gay men are getting uh, warts, uh, HPV-related warts, 
and they have no place to get the vaccine because an OB doesn't cater to men. So that's mm-hmm. another reason why we stocked on the vaccine really? and we have it on hand. That's awesome. Yeah, if you, yeah. So, so that people can get it. Yeah. Doc, a lot of people, when I was telling someone earlier in the uh, over the weekend, I got a shot uh, of uh, the HPV shot, the Gardasil. They had no clue. And they, these are women. So for those, I guess, uh, on an educational, educational standpoint, what is HPV and, and, and why should girls get the shot and, and guys as well? Oh, well, in terms of that, HPV is the human papilloma virus. So it has uh, a lot of strains um, similar to COVID, different strains, and they cause cancer, cervical, like, so like I mentioned, cervical cancer or other HPV-related cancers. So it's something that's very, very preventable if you don't, uh, if you're protected by it with the vaccine. Then right now, the vaccines that are out in the market, they protect against nine strains. And mm-hmm. if the two of those are the ones that cause it the most, like notoriously cause it. So, and cervical cancer affects younger women, usually around their 20s, 30s. And it's a pretty rough um, type of cancer. Um, so instead of getting to that stage, um, it's good to be preventive in terms of health. And I think that's something that Filipinas should begin to learn more, being preventive instead of reactive with their health. Uh, I think that's a Filipino mentality to only go to the doctor or the hospital when you're already feeling something. When the, I think the new newer way to do it, the bright, the better way to do it is to make sure you don't even get sick in the first place. Yeah, I think prevention is always better than cure, Yuba. Yeah. So it's it's for those that don't know, it's it's three shots, correct? Or is it yeah, three three shots, depending on the on the on the gen gen. First gen. Uh, no. it, yeah, it's definitely it's three shots. Okay. Um, you take it at month zero, month two, and month six. So basically, half a year. You have to complete it in half a year. So in terms of like uh, finances, you do have like the buffer time between shots to save up because it is a little bit expensive. Um, anywhere, not just in a clinic. Anywhere, it's a bit expensive. But I guess it comes down to the question, like, uh, what's your health worth? Yes, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. That's why I got it. That's why I thank you, Doc. Uh, I mean, I've been wanting to get it for a while now. So I'm so glad your Pulse has it available for, for everyone. Uh, no problem, no problem. And you, let's break down the services. So I cut you off with uh, the rapid testing for HIV. And then what are yeah. some other other uh, variants or other uh, services that you offer for STIs? Okay. For STIs, we usually try to big uh, test for the big three. So that's chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis because those are the ones that can be quiet. So for um, we do have options for PCR uh, where you just have to pee in a cup and then it will get the DNA. It will find any sliver of DNA of the diseases there. It is uh, a little bit pricey. But I do try to make different packages so that I can cater to uh, my patients at different levels. So we do get the test for those. Chlamydia is important because it's notoriously quiet. I call it the ninja STD because most of the time it doesn't have symptoms. 
so it can just hide in your body for years without you knowing and you spread, start spreading it around. Yeah, Doc. We can also, yeah. You mentioned how one patient, you know, was uh, celibate for eight years, I think you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, that was, uh, it's, just, it's just a quiet STD. Most people don't have symptoms. And uh, since they don't feel anything, they don't get screened, they'll get checked, and they just um, pass it around. And the problem is for females, um, chlamydia is one of those STDs that's usually localized to the cervix, the vagina. But when it goes up the other parts of your reproductive tract, it transforms into this thing called pelvic inflammatory disease, which hurts a lot. Uh, the way my patients have described it is like similar to the chain of pain of childbirth or like their period pains times 10. Those are exact words I heard. Uh, and we can still cure those people. We can still treat. But sometimes they do kind of leave these scars along the track, which makes it difficult to give birth, makes people pro- uh, give, uh, conceive, makes them prone to ectopic pregnancies and things like that. So those are the realities of it. That's why it's important to get screened. Chlamydia, especially, it's the most common STD and most people don't know it exists. Goodness gracious. Thank God. You know, um, so they they email you your, when you do get the package, which is a really, really, uh, it, it's, it's a bit pricey, but like you said, what's more important, your health, as Doc mentioned, Doc Rica is, you get an email and it has, you open up the sheet and it has gonorrhea. You open up the next sheet, it has chlamydia. Mm. And then you open up the next sheet, it's got syphilis. And there's a bunch of all these technical terms. So I didn't know if I got it, if I don't. And thank God Doc broke it down. And I think it's really important, you know, that um, uh, most of us know where to go in terms of like testing for STDs and STIs because I also do have a lot of clients who ask me where to go and I just tell them, you know, go to your hospital. And then we are really scared to ask for a whole um, STI test. Well, now now you're locked in, Dr. Rika. Yeah. Yeah. And I also tell like people that this can actually be part of their you know, intimacy ritual. They can go to the clinic together and get yeah, tested yeah. together. I, I wouldn't mind yeah. doing a campaign with the, the Pulse, you know what I mean, to spread. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, coming up with with like a, a yearly or, you know, a twice by bi- yearly campaign to yeah. really uh, stress how it is important for everyone to get tested, whether you're having sex or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not a regular, you, you don't have sex regularly, but sometimes it's that one person you sleep with who's sick and yeah. and here you are, you think the la- the least partners you have, the better, but that one partner that you sleep with, <sighs> so no one is, no, and, and like you said, doc, these symptoms sometimes don't show up. They're, you know, they're just dormant. And also don't, you know, there's a lot of people think, no, I just have like one sexual partner my whole life. I'm in a monogamous relationship. And I tell them, mm, mm, think again. <laughs> <Because Yes. laughs> mm, think again. But we're not trying to imply anything. But what we want to happen is that people be more responsible of their sexual health. 
and it's not and not you know trusting other people with exactly. their sexual health. Not yeah. everyone is has uh, says the truth, and not everyone mm-hmm. uh, has the discipline to abstain and 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 fall into temptation. You know what I mean? And kite kite oral sex. You know what I mean? Mm. Something. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, are these services, can they be taken one by one? Like, I don't want to get tested for syphilis or chlamydia, but I want to get tested for gonorrhea. Is that possible or? Oh, yeah. That's definitely possible. Um, I do have um, cases from patients who just specifically want to check for one, which is pretty good, of course. Um, but I do try my best to educate my patients, telling them that, hey, you're already here. And this STDs, if you have them, the one you want to check, maybe you want to get checked with the others as well. And since I do give them out in packages, if you if you get checked for more STDs, it'll actually be cheaper. So um, that's how I try to convince people to get tested more. Like you get more bang for your buck if you get uh, if you avail of the packages. Yeah, because a lot, like it, I think it boils down to education as well. People just don't know what they're supposed to ask for until I get to sit down and talk with them. And what's the, I guess, the medication for each one of these uh, services? If, they, if you do catch an STD, the medication is different for each one? Or is it one medication and you're cured for all three? Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's not like that because like these STDs are, um, I mean, we catch them under the umbrella of STDs, but they're vastly different from each other. Okay. So I'll, I'll simply put like, if you have gonorrhea or what Filipinos call tulo, the best treatment for that is just a shot of cetriaxone. So it's just a shot that we can give you in the clinic and then in two days you'll feel better. For chlamydia, the what I usually prescribe is a seven-day course of antibiotics. That's um, it's called doxycycline. Uh, sometimes my patients can't don't like the seven days, so there are super doses available. Like you, you on one day you take in like two grams of azithromycin, so that's four pills. You just pop them, and then you should be good. That's a super dose for syphilis. Uh, I will have to give another shot. It's a penicillin shot. For herpes, uh, I'll have to prescribe an uh, antiviral. Uh, it's like a cyclovir. And then at the first go, you need to take five of them a day, so every six hours. HIV, unfortunately, uh, has no cure now, but it's very manageable. And then we help our patients through the process of making sure they can get their antiretrovirals from the government, which is free and all of those things. Uh, we are coordinating with the Makati Social Hygiene Clinic and the Makati City Hall. We have, have to do referrals. Fungal infections, I can prescribe a host of different creams or if uh, like oral antifungals. I even prescribe, uh, I have a lot of erectile dysfunction cases. So I do a full workup for that. And if I need to prescribe uh, um, sildenafil or Dalafil to help men along. I do that as well. So really, I never would have thought. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, just drop by. You can do that easy. <laughs> oh, great. Awesome. You are the plug. Wonderful. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Real Talk Darbs. Join me as we talk about life, love, relationships, and hear me drop wisdom bombs on every talk. Do check me out in Wisdom Bars with Real Talk Darbs Podcast. That's Wisdom Bars with Real Talk Darbs Podcast, now part of Podcast Network Asia. Check me out. Yalla bye! Okay, so aside from aside from the testings and um, of course the medication, um, what other services can people uh, get from Pulse? After the mental yeah, health, yeah, yeah aftercare. The aftercare, the aftercare. I think is. <laughs> I think that's most of the things that uh, that I can think of at the top of my head. I think we caught the most uh, important things that our clinic provides. Aside from the things that you can't buy. Like really the safe space, the comfortability, the ease of all things. So those are uh, selling points. Um, what else? In the future, we are hoping to really revitalize the concept of a clinic. So we wanted to be able to use that same space to be like a gallery and things like that. To just be able to put sexual health out there and not keep it hidden in the shadows where it's currently in in um, our Philippine society. So we're thinking about, uh, yeah, like being able to do a gallery and things like that. Our Thailand partners have a lot of connections to drag queens. So we might be bring Pangina Hills over in the Philippines. I'm not sure when, maybe November, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I think we're really trying, we want to, put our mark somewhere to be able to connect with the LGBT community and all its allies and be able to provide services to them as well and to promote this advocacy. Yeah, I, I think I can yeah. tap you into the producers of uh, Drag Race Philippines. They're friends of mine. Oh, oh my God, please. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good friends. I was just there on uh, Tuesday last week for the launch. So... Uh, yeah. two of my friends are the ones that brought it into the Philippines. So that's um, great. Yeah, uh, Alexa and Yana. So I can give them. A, I'll actually text them now and nice. to to uh, connect with you and uh, do this great thing that this great service that you're doing, which yeah. is long overdue. You know, um, I really it's about think. Time. Yeah, I think it's. You know, we we are 110 million someone's having sex and we're not doing anything about it. The government isn't doing enough uh, to see this pandemic that we have way before COVID uh, with HIV and AIDS, uh, you know, um, just crippling our, our loved ones. So um, I think it, this is a great service, a wonderful clinic. And uh, yeah, people can find you on Instagram. And I believe, uh, is it on Facebook? Yeah, we we uh you can easily Google. You just Google Pulse Clinic, uh, it, or the one or STD Clinic near me. The, uh, we're usually the one that pops out first in Google. But we have a Facebook page. Um, it's all it's called Pulse Clinic Manila dash a lifestyle clinic. That's the same thing for Instagram. And <laughs> I do have a TikTok. I'm a little bit shy with it, but I'm trying my best. Uh, but because uh, it's a good way to get 
information and the advocacy out there. So yeah, our clinic also has a TikTok, which is just me making a fool of myself most of the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, those are the ways that you can find us. Uh, right. Our clinic is in VA Rufino, Corner de la Rosa Street, mm-hmm. Legaspi Village, Makati. Yeah, just drop on by. Yeah, they're uh, oh. Plaza 100, I believe. Plaza 100, yeah. 202. It's on the second floor. You can't miss it. Really close. So, oh, I wanted to ask. Um, so for those that have a reactive envelope, let's say you, you get mm-hmm. tested and you have a reactive, uh, for those that have never gotten tested and they come in, uh, what's the process for a reactive? They come in and um, you sit down with them or a nurse sits down with yeah. them? Uh, it's usually me. I, I try my best. I like being hands on with my uh, with my patients. But nurse Gladys, our nurse is also um, very well trained and a very good nurse. So if ever I do need help, uh, she is capable of doing the same thing. But yeah, basically, we I, we process it with the patient, and then after that, I lay down. To, uh, we have to let them feel their feelings and go through that initial stage of grief. And then once we are able to properly communicate already, we break it down to the plan. I remind them that, hey, it's no longer a death sentence like it was in the 80s and the 90s. There is a medication. There is, it's free. And when you take it and when you take it properly and you become uh, your viral load is already undetectable, you are untransmissible, meaning you can't get anybody else sick and you also won't progress to AIDS anymore. Then we just have to do a bunch of tests. We have to check the viral load. We have to check the CD4 count. So I walk my patients through it. Like I hold my patient's hand and walk them through that entire process. And since we opened in April, I've already had three patients. And they're doing remarkably. Um, and now uh, they are reactive. It's not. Uh, they're continuing. Uh, we do meet regularly. And uh, they're doing very well. And they're happy because uh, it's not like it was before anymore when it was so scary and you didn't know what to do. Now it's very, very manageable. We actually, um, our receptionist is openly PLHIV. And I hired him on that basis. I said, I want somebody who has experienced this to be able to be in the clinic. So if every, anybody else needs to know what it's like, to be at the ICU and then come back out and be able to still work, still live. That's it's an excellent example. Wonderful. All right. So uh, I guess for our listeners, get tested or uh, practice yeah. safe sex. Do um, you have any other questions, Doc Rika? No, I think um, uh, Doc Dino is able to answer everything so coherently. And I just want to tell our listeners, um, just to add to what you said, you know, um, practice safe sex, get tested, but also be responsible again for your yeah. own sexual health. No one else is responsible for it but you. Oh, yeah, don't be shy. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, just a disclaimer. Uh, uh, I got the swab. Oh, you did? In your penis? Ouch! It's not a swab. They actually, my, you know, my my penis was very uh, flaccid, 
So I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I just looked, put my head back and Doc put that swab in that little hole. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But it's good that you're negative, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, like like what you said, we don't know what's going to happen when we get it. Like, just very, very quick. Cuento, um, no? I was, I think, 19, 20 when I was stretched to the ER because I couldn't, I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand anymore. I couldn't walk. Because? And apparently, apparently, I thought I just had UTI. But apparently, my Bartholin's gland was really inflamed. And it had like nana in it. I had to be rushed to the emergency for an emergency surgery to get it out. And when I figured out what happened, apparently, I had um, uh, angry sex with my ex. And he had gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last week lang ba to? Last week? And, <laughs> but I, I was in college. I was in college. And my mom had to, like, my mom had to rush to the hospital and find out from our OB that I was already in surgery. And they got my Bartholin cyst out. Dito to? Dito. Wow. So the yeah, experience, so I was, yeah. how was the experience going, like getting rushed into the ER? And obviously, mentally, you're so, you're only 20 years old. And here you are. Getting surgery on your vajayjay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was just so, you know, you know, at that point for me, I just wanted to be, to feel better because my, um, my vulva was in, like, it was really inflamed, like huge. That's why I couldn't sit. I couldn't walk. Right. And my fever was, I think, 40s for three days. I didn't tell my parents, but when I was in school, that's when I, I said, I think I passed out, if I'm not mistaken. And my friends were the ones who brought me to the infirmary. Payon. Oh my God, infirmary. And then from the infirmary... <laughs> Baka sobrang laki infirmary, naman ng ex mo. And he was okay. <laughs> but he was he was good sex. That's why I had that after we broke up. But then apparently... Um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. So those are like the type of um, risky sexual behaviors that would really get you into trouble. And that's why we're saying it's better to prevent it. It's better to um, get yourself tested. And it's better to also know if your partner's tested and protect yourself so that you won't have to go through um, that experience. Just reminding everyone that the test is really quick, right? The swab, well, the blood, if you go through the the swab and the the blood, Doc, uh, Dean, it's it's roughly less than 30 minutes, 20, 20 minutes if you're quick. If you don't talk to Doc, then it must be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> 30 minutes. Yeah. But I, yeah. I struck up a conversation. So, yeah, it was it was very, very quick in and out, uh, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Parang sex lang. But there you go. I'm, I'm really glad, um, Doc Dina, that we have something like this now. And it's going to be, oh, hopefully, you. it's going to be easier for you know, our Kababayans and for Filipinos um, to get, again, to be responsible for their own sexual health. Thank you for this advocacy and thank you for joining us in thank this so movement. <laughs> it is very, very, very <laughs> difficult and challenging movement. But the, the more people 
you know, the more people advocating for, you know, good sexual health and our sexual rights, the better for all of us. Diba? Correct. More sex, yeah. happier, more wala, wala pang, uh, monkey sex, box, happier people. Uh, right now, we um, there are four cases in the Philippines. But I attended a, like a lecture a couple of weeks back. And what they said was that in the other countries, it was the sexual health clinics that would find the cases. Okay. Because that's where people would go. So I have already set up a protocol in place just in case. And then we've allocated the other room as the safety room just in case. So I'm definitely on the lookout for it just in case. But so far, there are four cases here in the Philippines. So yeah, four um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. But Wala yeah, pang vaccine doon? Wala pa kayong vaccine sa monkeypox? Wala pa eh. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a totally... like. I don't know where the world is at right now. It, okay. But wala so far, pa tayo. Yeah. But, wala pa tayo. Wala pa yeah. tayo for sure. For sure, Philippines, yeah. wala pa. Tawagin yeah, natin yung so formally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 With that being said, <laughs> thank you so much, Doc Dean. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Salamat, Doc Dean. Thank you so much. We hope we get to have you here again as a resource person. Um. Uh, yeah. Anything. When we... Anything. All right. Thank you very much. All I think right. that's okay. it, <laughs> Tony, yeah. for this episode of the Sexy Minds Podcast. Powered by Pod Machine. Thank you so much. And don't forget, if you guys want to share your sex stories, your fantasies, your kinks, relationship, or even personal issues, Doc would be more than happy to uh, help you out and, and guide you and, and console you. You can email us to sexyminds at gmail.com or better yet, uh, hit us up on our Telegram. It's uh, The Sexy Minds. Uh, also Twitter, The Sexy Minds and Instagram, The Sexy Minds. So uh, don't forget, we're on Anchor Podcast, Radio Public and Spotify. Till the next episode. Bye, everyone. Take care. Be safe. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sexy Minds Podcast. Make sure to follow the hosts at DJ Tony Tony and at underscore Rika Cruz to get more of their sexy minds. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.